robots in disguise. Cheater, maximize. Stop chewing gum. Nothing good comes from chewing gum, Johnny. Just sticky bubbles and tooth decay. Dr. Robotnik demoted me to sanitation duty. Me. Coconuts. Why should be in charge of catching Sonic? He's given them my job. I'll show him. I'll capture Sonic first. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Elgover the Podcast. As always, I am your host, Abdullah, and I am joined today by Ian James Corlett. How you doing, Ian? I'm great. Nice to meet you. Uh, first question, can you believe it's been 25 years since Beast Wars first aired? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, it's it's really weird. Uh, is I thought, <laughs> that's really weird. I thought it was 20. Is it 25? Really? Yeah, this year is the 25th anniversary. Oy, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, so uh, you can tell my by my real response, I cannot believe it. So um, how did you get involved as in Beast Wars, and how did you get the role of Cheetor? Well, it was like uh, pretty much every other role. Um, you know, at, at that time, actually, I was not represented by an agent, so because I was kind of just well-known in the in the community in Vancouver. Um, and this audition came across my desk from the casting company that was, um, that was doing it. And I went, Oh, well, this looks interesting. Oh, something to do with transformers. Interesting. All right. So, you know, like, like you do with anything else, um, you audition for all the roles that you think you might be good for. And I, I'm pretty sure I read for Rat Trap um, and a few of the other ones. And yeah, then you get a call back and then the, the big time, you know, voice director from L.A. is up. And, oh, OK, well, great. I got a call back and they kind of check you out in person and the rest is history. But it was it was a it was definitely an audition process. And I mean, there was. um you mentioned like auditioning for other characters. Like, did you see pictures of what the final character would look like or was, were you just given like vague descriptions? No. Um, back in those days, uh, now I can't say for absolute sure, uh, about beast wars, but it was far more common to have, uh, you know, some visual when you received an audition. So I would say that that would would also be the case in, in that, uh, audition. So we, we would very likely have known, uh, what the characters looked like. And they were, they were very, um, not, not what you would expect from a transformer as you well know. And, um, did you ever like watch the, the show or were you just like, I, I can't stand to listen to myself. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, you mean, no, 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 actually I, I did. I mean, not, not religiously by any means, um, because you're right. I don't really want to watch stuff that I'm in. I, I will, I kind of, um, it's a bit like wine tasting, you know, you like you take a sample and go, oh, okay, that looks pretty good. And then you move on. Um, some, some things I watch, uh, but, but usually not you know, all of it. And, but I do remember that one because in, in the era that it came out, uh, reboot 
was already existing, which was, I'm pretty sure the first um, completely CGI series for, um, for TV. And I knew that this was from the same company. It was going to be uh, animated and produced by mainframe. And I was very keen to see, you know, what it looked like. So, yeah. And then the other cool thing was, you know, as we were recording, I don't know how many episodes it was in, but it was months into it. Um, the guys from mainframe would come by and go, Hey, we got some uh, stuff to show you. And you'd see this early, early, early renderings. And, it, it, and of course the studio that we were working in had a giant screen. So it was really, really cool to see that early on. So you were there from like the, I mean, it sounds like you were there from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like basically the way it works in animation and computer animation isn't much different. But the way it works is um, the scripts, well, the, the character designs exist and then the scripts are written and then it goes to a storyboard artist slash director. And right around that same time, the dialogue is recorded. So we start recording so that they can then go, okay, we're going to draw or animate to the performances. And so the, the voices are really early in like right after writing basically. And then, and then it takes a long time after that. And when you did the sequel series, were you surprised at um, Cheetor's character arc? Cause he plays a much bigger role in beast machines than he does in beast wars. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was surprised and I, I liked it and I know, I know that Beast Machines is is a polarizing topic amongst fans because some people love it, some people hate it, and I I really liked the look of it. I I thought it was really cool. They, they looked like uh, com- comic books kind of come to life. And uh, do you remember like um, I mean it's a weird question, but um, what's your favorite like Cheetor moment throughout the entire uh, Beast era? <laughs> Oh man, you didn't tell me you were going to be asking like really hard questions. Um, <laughs> that is a good one. Jeez, oh, yeah. I, honestly, you got me. You absolutely got me. I mean, I remember, I remember sort of generalities when <clears throat> he started to become, uh, you know, more more of a leader in, as opposed to you know the kid. And uh, honestly, I, I can't I can't pinpoint a particular instance, but it was very interesting. And this was one of the first series that I had ever experienced this in is w- once we were cast, um, you know, the the writers would show up and you'd, you'd get to meet the, the people who are really creating this stuff. And they told me really early on, it's like, oh, no, no, cheaters, cheaters going to have a. Uh, uh, he's he's going to start out as the impetuous punk. And part of the audition process, too, was, you know, can you sound like a hero? And eventually he's going to morph into this, like, true leader hero. And I went, ooh, wow, that sounds good. So I think it, I think it was really more that arc more than any one particular thing. Uh, my favorite um, Cheetor moment is when he first appears in his Transmetal 2 um, 
form in Feral Scream Part 2. And, you know, Optimus is down and, you know, he's down for the count. And, you know, he Cheater comes out of nowhere and, you know, destroys all the other Decepticons. And, um, and uh, uh, Optimus, you know, transforms and Optimus is like, Cheater, watch out for the other bot. And, and Cheater's like, which bot? This bot? And he shoots Waspinator oh, from the back. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I do remember that. That is a good one. That's a really good one. Because as a kid, I mean, that moment stuck out to me because as a kid, I really did not like Cheetor that much. But I mean, as as I got older, I you know I learned to appreciate it's him. Over. I'm leaving. That's it. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, but that moment sticks out for me because that was the first moment that where where I was like, I think I was like eight or nine years old when I first watched that episode, and that was the moment I'm like. Uh, I, I pestered my parents, or I'm like, I really want a Cheetor toy. <laughs> ah, good for you. Because because as a kid, you like you see characters doing really cool stuff, and you're like, I want a physical representation of that toy, and I never got a Transmetal Two Cheetor toy, which I'm just so sad. And uh, it, and but um, as as I got older, I realized it wasn't a very good toy, so maybe I dodged <laughs> a bullet. <laughs> That's funny. But um, do, is it weird? Like you still, like again, it's been twenty five years. But d- does it does it feel weird? Like still being asked, you know, about Transformers oh. all these years later? Yeah, it 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 does feel weird, but it's also really cool. I mean, there's a few shows I've done, um, that are very uh unique in in that there is a a very passionate fan base and beast wars is right up there um and you know the fact that it is not forgotten that there are loads of people that you know just you know grew up with it basically i no i don't think it's weird at all because you know it, it i i've got stuff that I really like from when I was a kid and, and um, man, if I, if I met someone or had the opportunity to, to talk to someone who was, you know, part of the TV that I watched growing up. Yeah. I'd, I'd feel the same way. And what's weird is that, you know, I've pretty much, again, I've I'm a kid of the nineties and it is so weird listening to you talk because your voice has not changed at all. I know. That's why I have a long career. <laughs> and um, you mentioned Reboot, and I, I really wanted to ask this, but it, when Reboot ended, they did the My Two Bobs special, yeah. and, you, and you were the real Bob. And Was there a reason why you were chosen as the real Bob? Well, it, I, was, I, was, um, I was Glitch Bob. So it depends on how you how you uh, de- uh, determine the real Bob, but that whole thing was really weird. Um, there, there is much folklore about why they replaced the original uh, voice, who's a good friend of mine, uh, Michael Benyer, and. Uh, the bottom line is they made an executive decision to make this new Bob uh, because there was, there was some question about whether, 
you know, they were going to use the same voice and they thought, well, okay, if he's going to sound a little different, let's make him look a little different. And then uh, they patched it all up and, and said, hey, let's bring the real Bob back, which is the what I think you're referring to. But, you know, I might be, my memory is flawed, but um, I always, you know, view Michael Benyer's character as the real Bob and Glitch Bob was the other Bob, but it was weird. I mean, it was some weird twisty stuff there. I, I mean, how old were you when that was happening? That would have been, you would have been even younger, right? No, um, the final special aired like in 2001. So I would have been like 11 years old at the time. Oh, okay. okay. So it's right around the same era then. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mentioned that because it ended on a really terrible cliffhanger where, you know, spoiler alert, uh, one of the bops turns out to be Megabyte in disguise and Megabyte takes over the, takes over the, the whole place. And he's like, uh, uh, time to assemble for the gathering and that's it. (laughs) We never got a conclusion. Sometimes it happens. Which is um, which is a shame that that ending still like like you talk to any reboot fan and they're like still waiting for a it's been like <laughs> twenty years since that conclusion we still got nothing. Well, you know what they say, patience is a virtue because <laughs> you're going to be waiting a long time. No, but I but I, there was this like urban legend that um, they replaced the actor for Bob because he, uh, you know, said something along the lines of, "Well, you can't fire me, I'm Bob," or something like that. that you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up to urban legend because I I did talk to um to Michael about that because I've perpetuated that same urban legend, and according to him, it's not true. So I'm gonna go with with him because he would know. Yeah, because it was it's still like I mean, I, I, I had to ask because it's still one of those things that's, you know, debated to this day because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he demanded more money or a lot of people are like, no, oh, he had or definitely, something. It certainly wasn't that I that I can tell you for sure. Um, there is, you know, the yeah, I, I've heard the the main urban legend but you see if i start repeating it then i'm going to perpetuate it so what i do know is that michael said hey you know that's not what happened and i wish i could tell you what the real story was but i forgot already so anyway it's i I would i would just say um stuff happened and you know the producers make decisions that producers make sometimes they're Sometimes they're based in something personal. Sometimes it's just, oh, the, you know, he's unavailable. So we're going to just, um, you know, move on. I think that's more likely. And um, going to your, like, you know, let's just skip to the now. You are mostly probably known for people who grew up watching, you know, Johnny Test as the voice of, you know, Johnny's father. And yeah. I just I just wanted to know that I just wanted to know, like, how did you get involved in that? And is it uh, it's just still crazy that that show is, has been going on since 2005 and it's still going. I know we're we just uh, just finished uh, what whatever that whatever season it is. I think it's seven or something because uh, it was a big break in there for a long time. Um, but yeah, uh, same deal. Same deal, you know audition comes across your desk you you do it and um some of these things they go on and on and on and on and the funny thing about johnny test is 
you know, it's not it's not like we've made, you know, thousands of episodes and there was big breaks in between. And, then you know, a couple of years go by. And, oh, yeah, we're going to do some more. Oh, oh, OK. That's interesting. Uh, and this last one was right out of the blue because I thought, OK, we're finally done. Nope. Here comes to Netflix. So I was I was definitely happy it comes back because, I mean, it's a great crew. Scott Fellows, the the creator, um, is just one of those guys who you know, he's got such a such a specific uh, outlook and he knows exactly what he wants. He knows the pacing that he wants. And uh, and he's a great guy, a really good guy to work with. No, because I remember watching, you know, Johnny Test, like, again, this this is like, you know, the 2000s, and I would have been like a teenager, I would have been like, you know, 15 or 16 years old. And, and it was weird watching that show, because I'm like, wait a minute, I know that. Is that Ian James Corlett? <laughs> Johnny? He's, he's just two ticks away from Cheetor. <laughs> It just it just seems so weird because, like I said, like watching all the shows you've been on over the years, it you know it is just remarkable how much you still sound the same like you did twenty five years ago, and like that is that is just well, so amazing. That. Yeah, and you know it's funny, um, Cheetor and that era, like that was one of, if not well, no, it wasn't the first, but like it it was it was one of the first where I, you know, was supposed to sound, you know, dramatic and, and heroic. And I'm way more Hugh test and coconuts from, you know, uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog than I am a hero. Like it was really weird for me to get cast as like this, you know, young heroic, like action dude. So, it was a challenge and it was, it was weird. Like I, I relished it, but um, definitely not the first thing that I was drawn to. Like I'm, I'm kind of Mr. Wacky, you know, I'm way more Hugh test, you know? And, you know, seeing as you mentioned Sonic the Hedgehog, that, that is another show I grew up watching. And I, I cannot tell you how weirded out I was when I found out like coconuts and cheater were basically the same person. <laughs> Well, good, good. Because, you know, Coconuts is like one of the most interesting characters you've done because he is like all over the place. He's cartoony and he's just he just has this like specific like character arc where he just wants to be Dr. Robotnik's favorite, but he will never be Dr. Robotnik's favorite because Robotnik doesn't care about anyone but himself. Exactly. No one's going to be his favorite, but. Poor little coconuts. Oh, he just wants to be a friend. I, I, I absolutely love that character. And um, God, th- those recording sessions must have been a hoot because you guys. Oh, oh my lord! Yeah, they were. Uh, Gary Chalk and Phil Hayes are so funny together. Phil Hayes is an old, 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 old friend of mine. One of the funniest guys I know, and. The the crowning achievement for, for us three lunatics um, was recording with Long John Baldry, who was, uh, pardon the pun, straight as an arrow because he was not. He was, he was a gay man. Um, and he 
but in session, he was just like, uh, like a rock. He would do his lines, you know, because Robotnik sounded like that. And sure, there was energy to it, but he was not Mr. Uh, let's jokey jokey around with the other idiot voice actors. And there was one point that we got, I can't, I'm trying to remember the incident and the line, but we got him laughing. And it was like the, the crowning achievement of the whole series was getting, getting Long John just like doubled over laughing. Because I think he just really prided himself on, I am not participating with you idiots. I'm just not. I'm not. And we got him. I think it had some, I think the line had something to do with um, the, him, you know, because obviously he built robots. And he was, he was touting um, the use of the finest lubricants. And, of course, that's all we needed to just go off the deep end and we got him and um because i've had um david k and uh, dave soboloff on as well and they mentioned like one of my favorite things about the the beast wars records was um jim burns coming in and just coming up with like the filthiest jokes and and david k was having none of it (laughs) yeah yeah jim jimmy oh man what a character He's, he's uh man, I, I've, I, I guess it's my whole career. I've been around Jim super guy. Um, yeah, he's, he's got the jokes because I just, I just love, again, it is such a shame that, uh, no footage exists of, of those records. Cause I would give anything just, uh-huh. just, just I... to hear Jim just go off and, and David Kay's like, I, 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 Jim, it's, 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 it's early. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Well, you know, you think you say it's a shame. I say it's a blessing. Uh, Cause I don't know. I don't know what there would have been coming out of there. Um, I stood, it was really, really an odd studio that we recorded that stuff in because it was a big room and they, they liked having uh, what's called risers that and i guess they would record music and things in there but so you'd stand on these risers and you know they'd be like a, a foot tall and they'd be big enough for like two actors to sit on and have your mic and stuff so you know you'd get sort of paired up and and every session you went to the same mic in the same spot in the same area and i was always uh, beside Mr. Uh, Gary Edgehawk. And Gary is a flatulent uh, man. He likes to fart. So, you know, thanks, Gary. Great. I, you know, I'm in the, in the firing line because <laughs> I'm like three feet away from him. So I was the recipient of all that stuff. And uh, I, I, I did not fart back, but I gave it to him uh, hard. And I made sure the whole room knew. And it's a strange guy. Didn't seem to care. Yeah, just pull my finger. I'll give you another one. <laughs> oh, thanks, Gary. I also love the story about where one record session devolved into one giant spitball fight. Well, yeah, it was. They actually weren't spitballs. They were. They were script balls, because I would have. I, I would have got disgusted if they were actual spitballs, but. 
the the we did enjoy crumpling up our papers because there was nothing digital back then and um kind of like it was almost like a giant snowball fight you'd you know be finished your uh, you know script four and uh one by one you know you just crumple those things up and ready and okay we're not recording pow 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 and uh, yeah it was uh we were very immature people yeah i i i um remember like one story where i think i don't remember who it was but um you know someone hit venus terzo in the eye and, and she just like oh man <laughs> i don't remember that one but in another studio um back before basically they shut all that stuff all those shenanigans down they have these these things up in the ceiling it, it's at ocean um recording and they've got these things in the ceiling that, that are are um uh, uh hmm, what's the word i'm looking for they're suspended and they're called clouds so it's like a you know a piece of of, of absorbent audio uh material and when you look up you can see all of these scripts and papers that were thrown up there back in the nineties and no one's ever taken it down. It, they're still there. Uh, relics of a forgotten era. Exactly. Yeah. You know, misbehaving. And then things got, oh, they clamped down real hard. You guys better smarten up. Eh, no, that's where the magic happens. That was my response. <laughs> where the magic happens um uh you know we're running unfortunately running low on time here and um i i before we get going like is you know can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and where can people find you yeah i'm uh i'm doing tons of games that i can't talk about there's a couple of big ones that will be out in uh early next year um i've been doing lots of uh of guest stuff in animation in uh, los angeles lots of commercials um but in in terms of uh animation hang on here hang on here because i forget oh i'm in i'm in a series uh called shark dog that's for nickelodeon um i am oh i've got some upcoming stuff for netflix i'm also in in vampirina um, playing Chef Remy Bones, a French chef who's a skeleton. Um, and if you've, you know, if you watch cable or network TV, I'm in loads of commercials. There's a Shingrix ad for uh, a shingles vaccine. I'm the voice of, um, yeah, something for Subway. It's an ongoing um, series, uh, stuff like that. And And if you want to, reach me and see me uh i post quite regularly on instagram um it's really easy ian james corlett uh and uh, some some on twitter but instagram is the biggest one because i like pictures all right uh thanks for taking the time off to do this this has been a pleasure and if you ever want to come back you know where to find me Yeah, well, you uh, have great success with your your endeavor, your podcast, and thanks for reaching out. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, see you. Bye.